Welcome to Legends of Greyskull, the podcast that dives deep into the mythology of Masters of the Universe, with your hosts Matthew Dooch and Sean Scavana. News, reviews, remasterings and more are just ahead on Legends of Greyskull. And welcome to episode 83 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, UK Annuals, Comics, Mini Comics, anything you can think of with that He-Man, She-Ra, Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power, that Mattel logo down in the corner. I'm Matthew Dooch, here again with Sean Skavarna. He's over there today. Sean, how are we doing today? Oh, I'm making up for lost time today. This What's is crazy. Making up lost time. <laughs> it feels yeah. like it's been a minute since we've <coughs> been here. That's yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. Did Schedules it. and life. Yes. <laughs> yes. February is always. I think it, it, it's just always going to be this way. February is just that month. It's shorter. Um, like Sean knows, I've got three out of my four kids' birthdays in this month within six days of each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's a time. So, uh, but we're towards the end of the month. We're here. Uh, Sean's apparently full of beer and we're ready to go. So, woo! Woo! Party over here. Uh, so Sean, what you been up to? Well, I uh, I have been feeling quite um, remiss over the last, I don't know, probably like few months now, because here I am, I'm on a Masters of the Universe podcast. Well, actually two of them, but one of which is more current the, than the other one at the, the moment. Masters of the, the Universe podcast. <laughs> the deep now, dive podcast. Now the, that Podcasters or, of the Universe has unfortunately <laughs> met its demise... Now we are the, the sole survivor. So, um, I, I love uh, love you, Steve and Jeremy. I, but uh, you know, <laughs> and we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Uh, sorry that that Po two thing just never caught on. I, I love I love that uh, in comment sections uh, now uh, I see Tim Sawyer saying we are the greatest Po two tribute podcast. Yes. <laughs> It kills me every time I see it. I'll take it. it. I, I just uh, want to be the greatest at something. Like, that, that's awesome. I'll, I'll it, take it all day it, long. Well, I mean, it, honestly, like, when you look at the other podcasts that are out there that that are specific to what we do, I, I'm like, for the amount of fun and heart those guys bring to it, it's really hard for me to go, that's offensive, you know? Like, right. I'm not really going to complain that we're we're also in the same breath as them at this point. But, uh, yeah, so I've been on... on uh, on Masters Podcasts now, and I have been talking Mythic Legions a ton. Yes. And I've been talking about other toy lines, and I have kept doing my whole, well, the new stuff isn't doing much for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, last night, that all changed, because these go. guys now are a part of my life. <laughs> and I gotta admit, this is damn fun. I was messing with these last night and I felt like a kid again for at least 15 minutes while I was just noodling around with them and stuff. And 
I actually I postponed us starting the podcast because I had an errand to run, and this is what I did today. For those on our audio format, he was holding up yes. the CGI He-Man and Skeletor toys uh, currently available from Mattel. And I am and now also about to now going to hold up. Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, uh, nice. Round Ripper He-Man vehicle set. Yes. For the CGI yes. toy line. And one more here. I also picked this bad boy up, which is the 8-inch He-Man, the big versions of the toys that is are that also only eight? out. Really? Apparently it's eight or eight and a half, maybe, I want okay. to say. Something like that. But, For some reason, um, I just assumed they were 12 inches. I don't know why. But yeah, they're the... I think... They're the, the size of, like, the... It, the uh, uh, Marvel's got those big guys, too. Um, the Titan series, I yeah. think they're called. Yeah. Yep. So... Now, so those, yeah, basically... I... Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Or I've seen them, but I don't have any of those. I've only been getting the the regular size line, the 5-inch. Sure. And and I was thinking of sticking with those, to be honest, but the one... Uh, so, okay. Just to go over these, I know you've been doing unboxings yes. for these, and you've been... Uh, you did the Oracle one on, on the show. You've yep. also done some live uh, live unboxings for the figures themselves. These are... As, as crazy as this might sound to anybody listening or watching this, these are like the perfect medium for me of how it felt to have the vintage figure and the 2000X figure. That is mind-blowing to yeah. me because the one big problem I still have with the 2000X line, other than it was canceled and I really wanted more figures out of that line, was this, I, I still to this day hate the um, the knobs and stuff yeah. on the back of the figures because of the action thing. I, I do not like that. I, I'm perfectly capable of posing my figures myself. Thank you, Mattel. Right. But I love the two that I've opened <clears throat> so far. And I know Trapjaw has a, has a special feature where he can shoot missiles or whatever, right. which that makes sense. That's fine. But Skeletor and He-Man are evenly matched this time around. You got the... You got the twist action like yep. when you were a kid. There is the up and down action at the waist. And that's it. You can pose them otherwise. That made me the happiest person because when I got a Skeletor from 2000X and that damn plunger was on the back, it drove me crazy. So right. this hate- to me is it's it's that medium ground between the two lines in a way. And it's, so, it's the, I hate when the action feature messes with the sculpt, whereas these do not. Yes. Actually, I've got my many faces here. Uh, he is my must-have one. Yeah, actually, I still he, I, I haven't seen him yet. He is a lot of fun. So, but yeah, it's it it's the most I felt. It's gotten the closest to recapturing that kid holding a vintage figure feeling for me. Because yeah. it, number one, it is new and different and exciting. So there's that part of my mind. Like I felt always yep. when. Whereas Origins, it's it's like that nostalgia, it's that comfort, like, oh yeah, here's Webstore. Like, I remember, but this is, this kind of gets that new figure excitement for me too, because it's different, I'm exactly. checking it out, it's, but it feels like Masters, and even if you're not a Masters fan, I, I would, I would wager 
that somebody who's actually got one of these in hand and has messed around with it, played with it, checked out the action feature, you tell me a better value in the toy aisle right now. Mm-hmm. In the land of $25 Marvel Legends, which is obscene, mm-hmm. especially for what you're getting in there, because tangent, I know I never tangent, I've, <laughs> I've actually really been tempted to get that black suit Spider-Man that just released. Yeah. But, like, he doesn't have anything with him. Like, it's literally, mm-hmm. I think he comes with a spare set of hands. Yeah. Like, you're, I just, you sit there and you're like, you know, Mythics on pre-order are in that price. You know, mm-hmm. Mythic Legions. Yep. You're telling me for that price, Marvel Legends, you can't include some webbing or a stand or, like, something. Like, I, yeah. I just, ugh, it, 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 it's baffling. So, anyways, so tell me. Unless I'm missing something, I feel there is no better value in the toy aisle than these guys. You're talking 10 to 12 bucks, depending on where you go. These are heavy. They are well constructed. Mm-hmm. These are going to hold up to play. They have the action feature. Everyone's got that twist waist. That's actually, all those projectiles work off that power punch. There's actually, cool. there's no, there's no springs, there's no buttons, there's no mechanisms that are gonna break, you know, like, you know, Manny faces, he's still got the flip action done in a really mm-hmm. fun way, I think. And actually, I think this, this way, with it being a knob on the side of his head and it pivoting forward, actually hinders the sculpt less than the vintage does. Yeah. You know, instead of the knob on top of his head, you mm-hmm. know, this dial, it, it blends right into the sculpt. Yeah. You know? I just... I just say, I, just, I feel these are the best value toys in the toy aisle right now. They are not... They are cheap, but they're not cheaply made. Yeah. No, and, and for me, at least, like, this is, this is the line that I look at this and I go, at least it really does represent what you're seeing when you watch the show. Yes. There are certain times, like, we grew up in an era <clears throat> where Masters looked one way and then it was, it, you know, like in the, on the toy shelves it looked one way, but then Filmation had it looking a different way. Yep. When I was a kid, it drove me absolutely crazy that He-Man didn't have the squares on his harness on the show. But I had a He-Man at home that had the spurs <laughs> on the harness, and that's you just kind of played along with I, it and all that stuff. I wasn't, for the most part, I wasn't that bad. But like, like once I lost my gray power sword, like that mm-hmm. was devastating to me. Even though I had I had Adam's power sword, I had Thunder Punch He-Man's power sword, I had you know even Skeletor's sword that I would use if that was the only mm-hmm. one I could find that day. You know what I mean? But it still yeah. bugged me that I didn't have a gray power sword. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what they did. And I gotta say that. Now, granted, in that Ground Ripper motorcycle pack, they did re- recast a sword in that yellow plastic. Mm-hmm. But I've also got my Powers of Grayskull He-Man right here. And that is one thing I really gotta give them props for. They did a variant of He-Man, but that Power Sword is still painted the same as the Power Sword in this show. Mm-hmm. They did not redo that. It's the same, you know. It's the same as the one you're holding there with your yep. with your release, He Man. 
Like, that is amazing to me. Because that, as a kid, bothered me. Like, okay, E-Man, make him change his armor. Yeah, he's got new armor. But the power sword's still the power sword. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's where my mind always went as a kid. Like, why are you recoloring mm-hmm. the power sword? Like, it, it doesn't change. It's, it's the power sword. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the keys to my car, you know... That they change because it's snowing outside. Like, no, they don't. It's still the keys to my car. Like, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though. Grabbing this again here, I wasn't going to get these. Yeah, the, the the ground ripper and the panthor one. Yeah. But then last night, I'm at I'm at Walmart, and I'm really taking some time in the toy aisle to, to assess all this stuff because, honestly, up until the last week, the first of these figures that I bought was Battle Cat for my son. Yes. So once I got that, and then I'm like, well, now I got to get him a He-Man and Skeletor. So eventually I got a Skeletor. I got a He-Man. I got him a Trap Jaw. And now I have Man-at-Arms and Skeletor for him. Nice. Um, and I'm going to be giving those out to him at different times, mm-hmm. you know, different little gifts and stuff. But then I'm looking at this last night at Walmart, and it dawned on me, that the color scheme is really close to 2000X. Yep. And then that became my, I want this. If he wants to play with these with me, yep. this is the He-Man I'm going to no, use. So he can use the one on the show. And then he can have Battle Cat to ride around. And I'll use the Ground Ripper. And we'll just go crazy doing our thing. And, I, you know, he, know, he already knows, like, into the Spider-Verse. He knows No Way Home. Yep. So I could say this is a He-Man from an alternate reality coming <laughs> in because of the pe- the, the I love it the uh, the whatever it is the the <laughs> the threat is so great you right. need twice the amount of He-Man to fight this which actually no one you're so- power of Grayskull He-Man and I'm actually thinking he'll be the one that they might have to go up against because he's surging with so much power that he's almost like a nuclear reactor going to go off and they have to stop him. You know, uh, someone's, I'm already thinking w- of the stories he and I can play out. Well, if you leave it up, having these figures, if you leave it up to your son, I have a feeling it's going to be Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Oh, so. it, that's why I'm already coming up with the story. So yeah. hopefully we can maybe sidestep Stay Puffed and stay on Eternia for that sure, afternoon. Sure. But my, that, that is the thing. My son, anything <laughs> Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man trumps everything else except now that I'm getting these and especially yeah. getting the bit, the eight inch figure, I'm like, Please, God, let him pick up the He-Man and Skeletor for a little bit <laughs> and, and have a war with them because everything is Stay Puft right now. Right. And as much as I love Ghostbusters, I'm like, there's other things we can play. It's, it's funny you so, mentioned, yeah. you mentioned um, yeah, giving your son these as gifts, which is great. I've actually, that's why I originally bought the, uh, the minis, the two-packs. Way back. Well, actually, I got them from Big Bad Toy Store when they reappeared after Maddie Collector closed down. But Mm -hmm. I've been giving them to my younger boy, Daniel, for like three years now between birthdays and Christmases. And Mm -hmm. just this past week on his birthday, I gave him the final set from from those initial ones. You know, we've also picked up some of the uh, the re-releases and the new ones that they've done, you know, in the the Snake Mountain and the Grayskull clamshell, the blind bag stuff. But now the original sets where you can form the little castle Grayskull, he got the last one for his birthday, so he can finally complete nice. his Grayskull. 
And it was Very hard. Cool. It was hard, especially with it having those packing grayscale pieces. Like after that first birthday, he had like half of one tower that was just like sitting mm-hmm. in his toy box. But then as mm-hmm. he's slowly been, you know, getting these sets over the past few years, he's been, you know, and that was one thing. He specific. He was getting it. I was going to give it to him anyways, but he specifically asked me making his birthday list. He's like, "I want that last set so I can make my gray skull final." <laughs> like this is something he's been working towards and looking forward to. Nice. So that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, and the CGI toys. I actually went the alternate route where I only got the vehicle packs. We don't have the single release uh, Skeletor, He Man. Or Man at Arms. We've got the the vehicle packs for them. Um, that works because it, yeah, it's. I mean, they're 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 close enough to the colors, like you said. Actually, He Man's a bit more vintage or two thousand X inspired. Yep. And yeah. um, and then you you get the figure. You still get the well, Man at Arms. You don't get the weapon with, but He Man and Skeletor you do. And just it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a better deal and. Honestly, I like that man at arms in the the sky sled greenish blue mm-hmm. better than I do the Samus colors, anyways. So, um, well, that works. And so that's also kind of the fun thing about getting powers of Grayskull He Man. Now I get the variant, but I've also got that regular colored power sword, which is yep. what I was missing. So exactly, it, it's it's a fun line. It's it's a lot of fun to collect, and uh, yeah, they're they're great figures. I also just now yeah. realized that He Man has the Grayskull symbol on the bottom of his shoes. <laughs> does it? Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, he does. That's hysterical. I I, I was can't get the camera. To Brian Singer did that to Superman, but this works for me because that's just yeah. fun. I can't get the camera. But uh, to I, I'll tell you yeah, it's, what, it's definitely there. Um, with, it, with and it's like Ram Man in the classics. He's got the he's got his belt symbol on the bottom. Yeah, of his, on of the his bottom. Shoes. Yeah, exactly. That, that's a lot of fun. Usually with with toy lines, I'm not the one to go in for a lot of those vehicle sets because of the fact that I'm usually just give me the figures right. and I just run with it. I'm yeah. actually shocked how much I do want to get the Skeletor Panther one because oh, number one, yeah. Disco Skeletor. <laughs> basically the disco skeletor colors and number two I, for me at least having uh, you know like hayden really loves these yeah. and he loves the sh- i mean he's still he'll put the show on and binge it by himself he sure. doesn't even need me around and so there is that part of me where i'm like i want to have my versions to play with so we're not just playing the same versions together because mm-hmm. he does every day he wants to come downstairs he'll get grayskull out daddy play with me and i'm yeah. like well, okay, and so like having the variant versions, yep. but not having like uh, I know they're they're going to have like a King Grayskull deluxe one that comes out, but or it's like He Man, but he's dressed more like King Grayskull and stuff. Yep. yep. It's like I'd like to get that, but I like the idea that for only twenty bucks, I get a vehicle, yep. I get the figure, right. and their variants, and they at least look really cool with the, the colors they use for the variants. Yep. So exactly, well done, Mattel. We, I, I got to give them props on this line. Oh, absolutely. I, I did not expect how much fun this is. And even these, like I, I had to go pull these out of my kids' uh, toy bin to bring mm-hmm. them on the show today. Like that's that's why I'm getting this line. And same thing, mm-hmm. if I was collecting this line, I would have. Well, number one, I would have gotten it all. I'm not going to lie. I would get the vehicle packs and the singles. But like 
for this just being for my kids, I'm like, all right, here is a He-Man with a vehicle. Here is a Skeletor with a vehicle. Yeah. And we're yeah. good with that. It gives them enough. It gives them more play opportunities. It's better value and. Yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a fun kids. I'm not saying anybody needs to, you know, mint on card these or, you know, no. put them next to their classics or what Masterverse or anything like that. It just, they're just fun figures, you know? So. I do hope that they have the Panthor come out at some point though, like Battle Cat, because that's, my kids both yeah. have mentioned how cool would it be if they had a, a Panthor to fight Battle Cat as a figure. And I'm like, Based on the battle cat, I'm like, yeah, right. I, in a heartbeat, I'd buy that for them, no problem. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, one thing I want to show off right quick, and technically it's not He-Man related, but you know what? Um, this actually came a while ago, but also a long time after I ordered it, and I kind of put it aside to show off on the show, and I just forgot about it. But um, most of you know Motu Joe uh, from the Masters yep. community. Uh, good guy, tall guy. Oof. What do they say about tall guys? <laughs> um, but he, uh, for those who don't know, he is the owner of Retro Rags, uh, the t-shirt, com- t-shirt, jackets, hats, patches. They do all sorts of apparel. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, and I did order these back in December, and they. Uh, so I got my. Ugh. Erythir oh, faction nice. t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Gray. And he, he has really nice shirts. They're really high quality. Um, I actually think I've got my Malifar... Uh, yeah, I do. My Malifar Mythic Legions on under my hoodie today. Um, but yeah, they're really comfortable. They, they don't shrink in the wash. Nothing like that. So they... They are fun. Oh, you got the Krampus, too. And I got the Krampus t-shirt, nice. my red holiday shirt. I'm actually disappointed because I ordered it in the beginning of December, thinking, like, this mm-hmm. would be my Christmas Eve or Christmas Day shirt, and unfortunately, it didn't come until January, so... Um, uh, it's this year's, then. I've got that's it for all. next year, though. This will be a holiday yeah. shirt for years to come, so that's, that's nice. a lot of fun. So, like I said, awesome design work. He just uh, he just did a bunch more of these. I know Scaphoid got his own shirt, and there's a few others. So check out Retro Rags. I'll drop a link down there in the comments. And uh, high quality, uh, great shirts, great. And he's he's got Masters stuff on there too. Um, mm-hmm. So my son has a Battle Armor H T-shirt from him, but uh, great quality. Uh, shipping's a little slow. In my opinion, but that's just me. So, check them out. <laughs> All right, let us move. We got some news this week. Yep. So I do. I want to read first. Uh, let's go look. Let's go look at some pictures first. So first up, we have the big reveal here of the. CGI He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Castle Grayskull playset from Mattel. So this mm-hmm. is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, well, first, I love it. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I love it. It looks straight out of the tune. Um, I think they, they capture it perfectly. But 
Uh, starting off here, the first picture we have shows it in its closed-up mode, um, along with He-Man uh, piloting one of those little... Uh, I can't remember if they had a name, but just those little hovercrafts that they used throughout mm-hmm. the series. Um, but yeah, just just first impressions here in this closed-up picture. It, it looks... I love the fact that they did kind of the rocky bottom and the, I don't know what you call them, the limbs coming out. Kind of those grayskull rock protrusions that were seen yeah. since filmation. And I was really happy that they included them in the show. And I'm really glad to see them here. Because um, I, I love when they do little bits of the environment. Same with Classics Castle Grayskull, how it didn't just come down to the floor. It kind of had, like, the stones coming out. And kind of giving you just a little bit more... Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> giving you a little bit more of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that closed-up look looks fantastic. And then, it opens! Mm-hmm. And... Uh, let me flip back. I'm going to flip back and forth between that a couple times just so you guys can see kind of the, like, how much it opens. Like, it, you know, that whole, that, the, it looks like, and I could be wrong on some of this, but it looks like those, the white limbs kind of move out, the jaw bridge comes down, and then you've got the two turrets, you know, platforms that come out. Um mm-hmm. And it looks even more awesome opened up, and that's, and that's, it looks like the show, I mean, honestly. Definitely. Um, you yeah, also, I, go okay. ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, you also see in this picture that it comes with, I'm assuming it comes with the power sword, which again looks colored like a power sword, and then you've got uh, two other swords and a gold axe, um, so it comes with some weapons in true Grayskull fashion. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. I like that axe. I want to see it a, a little better, but the yeah. axe itself, it, it looks like that would be the battle axe he should have for the show, which I don't know if they're going to bring it into the series or not. Right. Kind of hoping they do, honestly. And then, the, um, honestly, the sword on the right looks like kind of that simple sword that, that you know, Grayskull came with. Kind of with yeah. the, the same mm-hmm. one that was patterned that we see in Filmation series a lot. If Tila has a sword, it's just that simpler sword. Um, yeah. And the other one I can't see well, but it almost... It, I, I want to say it looks almost like maybe the old flag sword. The one that came with great, uh, Castle Grayskull Man, you know? I don't know, it just seems to be a it little... It could be in, their version. It seems to be a little bit of intricacy in the hilt there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'll run through the it rest. It looks almost like a dagger, but I, it does I, look it's a little shorter. It does look shorter than the other sword, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and then next we've got the uh, He-Man on top of Grayskull with the eyes lighting up. And you've got the power of Grayskull kind of surging into him. Now that's a cool feature. Mm-hmm. You know? I love it. Um, and then the last picture real quick uh, is He-Man... Fighting Skeletor on top of Grayskull. You can see there's a sp- there's a holder for the sword above the skull of Grayskull. Uh, it looks like there's mm-hmm. something that's going to make Skeletor fly off it. There's a little bit of design on top of the on the top of it there. Um, 
So yeah, there's definitely yeah, there, a little bit more to it. it. It looks like there's a lever that the the hand is about to push down. Right. It'll probably flip him off of it or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and you, so. can, you can see in the corner there that the axe slots into that one side pa- platform. So mm-hmm. it looks like that's maybe a weapons rack. Weapons rack, yeah. And, and then now we see that, that one that I thought might have been a dagger, actually... It looks like that might be their nod at the filmation Tila uh, sword. Maybe that is because that one. one was always more triangular looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the other one, the other one might just be like their nod at the just the typical gray sword that came with Grayskull mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the like really the simplistic looking one. I almost feel like that's like their update to it. But then right. the other one could be like a dagger that maybe Tila or somebody would have. So yeah. No, it's it's really awesome. Looping back to the first shot, I'm actually gonna loop back to that open shot. So yeah, I mean, I mean, is it is it? Well, number one, did you expect to get a Grayskull playset? No, I I, I was hoping honestly yeah. because every time we watch the show, which is like pretty much weekly still, uh, every time that that moment happens, you get to see Grayskull come up behind He Man mm-hmm. when he transforms, or when they're even in Grayskull. I'm like. If they did the playset, I would just want the facade. I don't need it to be yeah. all of the stuff inside of it. And then when I saw what they did, I'm like, that's exactly the way that I wanted it to be. It yes. doesn't have to be something where you have all these different levels, like on the uh, mm-hmm. vintage or the classics or, or the origins grayscale. It doesn't have to be all walled off because on the show, it's, it's like, it's, it reminds me of Stonehenge where yes. there's, pieces of stones that developed to create the castle. And when I saw that, I'm like, that is, I I think that works nicely. It, it doesn't have to be a huge set anymore. And it just, it needs to represent the iconography of Grayskull with what they're doing on the show. And it does it. And, and I love the, 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 my favorite is just the He-Man on top with the surging power coming up. To yeah, him. Like, that's a that, when I saw that, I'm like, Sold right there. That was that was because that has not been done on a Grayskull, with the exception of I guess 2000 X had it where at least it would do the announcement it of the, the character the lights when you place them there yep. and all that. So so you get like a mix of vintage with the new with some 2000 X thrown in to make the the, the interactive Grayskull the way they do. No, and I gotta I gotta agree. Like this is what Grayskull is in the series now. It is not like. As we've seen, spoiler alerts, if you still haven't watched the first part on Netflix, but we've seen that it's not tied, like, to the Evergreen Forest anymore. It moves. It appears different places. Even when they go into Grayskull to get into the throne room, they go through a portal. So it's more kind of like a bag of holding, kind of these pocket dimension type things than it is necessarily, like, a, a, here is the castle. We built it here. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, honestly, this version of the castle really lends itself to more of a modular playset idea. Like, okay, here's mm-hmm. Castle Grayskull. Now, next year, we come out with the throne room. Now, next year, we come out with a lab or whatever else they find in the castle. You know, mm-hmm. as they as they explore it and maybe even have them c- connect. So then, down the road, you actually could have. Like this big Castle Grayskull fortress, 
you know. Yeah. But parents don't have to plop down the money right away. It keeps them having, you know, play sets to release, and, you know, you mm-hmm. keep adding to it. Or maybe you can do, like, okay, my, uh, you know, let's be honest, not all parents can afford everything. Like, okay, my parents can't afford Castle Grayskull, but the Throne Room playset is a $40 playset, and my parents could afford that. So, you know, you can actually, every kid can have something, you know? Yeah, that's Agreed. that's That could be a neat feature, too. I don't know if they're doing that or not, but just looking at it and knowing how the castle is in the show, I feel it's set up to do that. Like these little add-on play sets. You know, and this is Honest. just the, the this is the entrance. This is the castle, mm-hmm. but now <clears throat> we can do different environments within the castle. I if they if they had that forethought going into the design of this, they're brilliant because yeah. I didn't even think of that. And now that you're talking like this, there is this part of my head going, yeah, you could build this out from here right. and turn it into like a hell of a robust playset. Like, here's the other thing too. Like, even playset wise, this line has captured my son's attention, which right. he doesn't care about playsets with anything else. He, he he's like me when I was a kid, where oh, here's here's a Sonic figure. I love Sonic. I want right. Sonic, or here's Stay Puft, or whatever. And he just goes for that kind of stuff. But when we were at uh, Walmart, the things he went after the first time he ever saw this line was the Ground Ripper He Man. Mm-hmm. He thought that was awesome. And he wanted to go after the Snake Mountain yes. set, the the one with the the like Havoc Snake that comes out yep. of, of the Havoc Power and Skeletor's in the throne and everything. And he grabbed it and just started walking down the aisle and going, <laughs> "I need this." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Because it's Christmas. Right. We're buying for your mom and for your sister. We're not buying for you right now. I'm sorry. Right. But when I saw his reaction just to that alone. This would right. be an easy sell for me to get more pieces for this and build out a gray skull that's exactly. all for him now. But I'm gonna be honest, I'm probably gonna want to play with it too. Yes. It's kind of fun. No, it's, it's fun. You get like I said, you get those two kind of air chariot things, you get there's yeah. accessories, there's lights and set. Here, let me read I haven't read the official blurb here. Um and this is from uh Mat- Tell did a uh, virtual analyst presentation uh, back on February 18th, so a week ago. Uh, here's the Castle Grayskull part. I'll read the rest of it in a minute here once we're done. Uh, look out for our new Castle Grayskull. An awesome system of play updated with incredible features like removable turrets with working projectiles, a mechanized jawbridge, power-up flames, lightning, a trigger-activated trap door, and 20 light Ooh. and sound combinations. So, yeah, that's what probably what we saw on top there was the trap door. Um, mm-hmm. But, it, and again, you know, I didn't even catch this the first time I was reading it, but now that I've said my modular thing, notice how they say an awesome system of play. Like, that mm-hmm. again, that leads me to look like this is going to be a system thing. You know, you can mm-hmm. you can add on to it as need be. But a um, couple other features, uh, I do notice next to the jawbridge in the rock there, there is a slot, I'm assuming for a sword. Maybe mm-hmm. it will act as the key to Castle Grayskull, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, if nothing else, 
this and and I'm sure there are people that listen to us going, you guys love this thing so much more than my four year old even does. But it's like they are capturing so much of the essence and spirit of yeah. what it was like to grow up with this line that okay, He Man doesn't have furry boots and furry loincloths anymore. That wasn't everything that had to make He Man He Man to me. There's there's a mythology. There's like legends about this stuff, and this whole series captures that and it also does so much good in the development of some of these other characters like Duncan, Tila, mm-hmm. uh, uh Kraz, Ram Mam and all that stuff. And even my favorite Cringer. Yes. Never cared about Cringer until this series with how great he's developed in this show. And it's like, how is this not fun? You know, how is this not something that as a Masters fan you don't have to make this your new masters and this is it. No, but you not can enjoy it based on that level of they got what this is supposed to mean. They just updated it a little bit. They put in a little like an Avengers twist to it with how they're doing some oh, of this absolutely. a little bit more. But it's the sign of the times and they're making it work within the the parameters of this is the legends of, of Masters of the Universe here. This is the spirit of Masters right. of the Universe. Well, and that's it. It's, is it focus group? Absolutely it is. As, yes. As yes. it should be. Is it is it Pixar and Marvel inspired? Of course it Absolutely. is. You know? <laughs> just like yeah. New Adventures was, you know, sci-fi inspired, because that's the way they, they saw the trends going. It was slimmer, it was more G.I. Joe builds, because that's what yeah. was hot right now. Even G.I. Joe was going into space with like the Star Brigade and all that. Like that's yeah, where the times were going, but this one actually works for me. Like that's yeah, I I really feel the same. I feel like this line is taking what we what we loved, and I think it's 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 pushing it in a way that the kids are going to like it. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm 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 all for it. I think my kids are gonna love it. And I still have my classics Castle Grayskull, which I feel is the best playset ever. Like it's it's the best of both worlds. So agreed. Um, so speaking of CGI He Man in the Masters of the Universe, <laughs> we also had a trailer drop for season two, yep. which is coming March third, less than a week now. So let's go ahead and let's take a look at that. Uh, yeah, if you're watching on our audio, or if you're listening on our audio, it'd be very hard to watch on our audio, uh, we are gonna play it here, you will be able to hear it, uh, if you wanna pull it up and watch along with us, I'll give you the countdown. So, three, two, one, play. Adam, Grace Gold, just like the toy. Orko, the king, yeah, that's good. We're all safe for now, but no one What's the sigil of his? Becoming king is great, but becoming a god does have a nice ring to it, doesn't it? You need to stop Skeletor from finding the sigil and raising an army of snake soldiers from the dead. Is, is someone down there? All of Eternos needs your help. As man, machine, or monster. 
Skeletor needs to be stopped here and now for Grayskull. And for all of Eternia. For all Eternia! You urchins are almost too adorable to destroy. Think a little combo attack might slow him down? Thought you'd never ask. Action and entering? That's more my speed. Onward, heroic warriors. It's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, actually. We can settle on a title <laughs> later. To adventure! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, shoot. Blown away. I did not expect to see as much in the trailer as we did. It makes me wonder how much they're holding back at this point. It, it, I, I think um, the the first thought at, that I had watching it was this really feels like it's their Empire Strikes Back. It looks like like the, the, we talk about that where the stakes are the be- one of, one of the best parts of the storytelling. If you don't have that there, right. why do you care? You watch that and you're seeing. Yes, they have the power. Yes, you know, like that was how they managed to survive the first season. Yeah. But I love that when we see this, it's like Skeletor still has the upper hand. Oh, 100%. And you see like Ram Man, Ram Mam is actually pulling the Havoc Staff away from Skeletor. She's going head to head against them at points. Right. You're having a non-arch enemy fighting the big bad, which I always think is awesome. And you even have the moment like her shedding a tear, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff with tear. No, and, I, and I, there feels right. like this is going to be a bigger season. This is going to be a a maybe darker at points even season yeah. from the look of it. Well, and they're, and they're fragmented. Remember, you know, Rain Man's on yes. her own. He Man, Orko, and Man Man at Arms are with Grayskull. And then you know Tila and oh no Tila and Orko are with King Randor so yeah but yeah they're they're split they're divided yep. you know Skeletor's in control he's got the power he's got the the evil warriors now um so yeah high stakes then you've got you know Mosquitara uh, you know Mosquitor reimagined as a female which actually mm-hmm. makes. Sense as everyone has pointed out since the 80s, because it's actually the female mosquitoes are the ones that drink blood. So, uh. um, <laughs> yeah, so if they're gonna change a character to a female, that one yeah, kind of makes sense for the blood sucking purpose, even though I don't think she's actually gonna suck anybody's blood. It'll be energy, energy, yeah. as it has been yeah. since, since pretty much the 80s, but. Yeah. Like, then you got her popping in, and she's, you know, there is no good, there is no evil, there's just power, and it's like, yeah. All right, so now we've got this third party in here, you know. Yeah. And Grant, I've watched it many times. I missed a lot the first time, but, you know, we see Webstore. We see, yep. 
Miskitara's got those two assassins. Like, who are they going to be? You know, because mm-hmm. they, they focus in on that one blue guy pretty prominently in a couple scenes. So it's like, yeah. okay, well, I don't think he's just going to be a throwaway character. You know, so it's like a lot, lots of questions. It's one of those where you think you know where the season's going watching it, but then at the same time you're like, I probably have no idea. Really. Mm-hmm. So, Rotons, we saw Rotons, um, King Grayskull. Uh, shoot, Skeletor's going after the Sigil of Hiss. We're going to Snake yeah. Men. You know, he's looking for more power, more power. So, mm-hmm. it'll be really interesting to see how that plays in. Do you think they'll go King Hiss? Or is it just going to be more like Eternity War where they bring back the Snake Men? I, the, the one thing I have as my, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be cautious with this <laughs> is 2000X already burned me on the Snake Men because I really got tired of the Snake Men halfway through their season and they just kept yeah. going and driving me crazy. Um, I mean, the, the best part of that was the, uh, you know, Serpos coming yep. to life and He-Man having to fight it at the end. That was sweet. But, yeah, I I am still not the most, oh, <laughs> Snake Man. It's like, oh, Snake Man. All right. Yeah. But it doesn't look like they're just putting Skeletor off to the side the way that they did in 2000X. It looks like if he goes there, maybe that will become... Now he's got problems too because they're bringing back this ancient evil. I like that they even referenced them in season one because, like, uh, Battlecat mentioned it at one point. Yep. He's t- he was talking about you know he read about them in the library. Mm-hmm. You have hasn't anybody else read the books in there? Yeah, children for shame, you know yeah. all that. So I like they have a leg up on this maybe because Cringer is reading this stuff and wanting to learn about the history of Eternia, learn about. These uh, the power factions and all that from the history, so you know I I think it's going to be better than how 2000X had to handle their second season, but um, I'm still a little more than just nervous knowing that we're getting Snake Man already on this show too. Um, sure. But what I saw of the Snake Man in the glimpse that we see in this trailer, I'm actually digging that, and if they have it more. See, that's that's part of my problem with them. I was never a big fan of like, here's this individual snake man that has this individual power. If it was just this army of here are snake men and yeah. King Hiss is at the forefront, that I can almost swallow more than the other option because I always felt like it's a snake man. It's not, an, you know, like the Horde brought in individual identifiable characters. But when you have all of these snake men, it just, they all blend together. And that's... Yeah. Just make them this giant army that just will not stop invading if they come back or something. It'll be interesting. I, th- I think they'll go more at just... I see Skeletor raising them, him controlling them, and then maybe after he's potentially defeated, then maybe we'll get into some of the King His stuff, and maybe they'll become more of their own identity. But No, I agree. And Season 2 did, did drag on with their story. I don't like Skeletor... Uh, Mike Young... I don't like yeah, Skeletor yeah. being off the table, so... But nope. there is a lot of fun things they could do with them as kind of a third wild card. So... Sure. It'll be interesting. I'm curious to see if they go anything with the Horde. Because, I mean, they've shown... 
Obviously, we got um, Mesquitara now. You know, mm-hmm. they they mentioned that Snake Mountain is in the fright zone of Eternia. So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. also kind of those sprinkles there, too, where, you know, I'm just, I'm curious to see how they develop that. Um, Stratos, Stratos appearing. And mm-hmm. uh, he looks a lot better than that leaked image of the toy, which I don't even remember if we covered on the show or if that's been during our little hiatus. I don't yeah, I don't remember either, but uh, I was I was slightly surprised. Like initially, I thought he was going to be like Falcon, where he is probably African American looking, yeah. although it's Eternia. That, so that's what the toy looks like. To, yeah, but when I, when you see him on the preview, oh, he's he red. looks like he's just red. He's red. So I'm like, okay, yep. that's different. That's that that works for me because like uh, all of it, when it comes to Skeletor, you have a lot of blues. Yep, and you have a lot. You have Evil Lindy and kind of it, it. Well, not on this show, but yellowish from the original series. A little bit of splash of greens and reds with Clawful yep. and uh, Whiplash. But I like that now we're getting like here's Stratos being well, an actual red character for once, well, instead of just gray. It's his helmet. Yeah, it's his helmet applied to his whole body. Uh huh. It's yeah. so you're getting more of that traditional color scheme with the, the yep. kind of red yep. and blue, um, but it's a unique look. I'm digging it, and I like I like his attitude, right? Because you can go two ways with Stratos. You can go that that uh, statesman leader Sean Connery, or you can go. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, it's 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 been done, but you go that young flyboy. You know, yeah, the, your your maverick type character. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's adventurous, he's cocky, um, and I think he's going to be a lot of fun to play around with, like and to, and, to, and to challenge the other masters and everything. So, yeah, I I do like that inclusion. Like he he comes in and it's like now it's the Stratos show. And I like that yeah. Adam's like it's He Man and the Masters of the Universe. All right, we'll figure it out later. To adventure, I, right. I like that he's got that like daredevil vibe about him yeah, where it's like whatever the next uh, adrenaline yep. fix he's gonna get that's where he needs to be and i'm, I'm sorry filmation you always made him seem like he was <laughs> abraham lincoln that was bored to death for me when i was a kid <laughs> so it really made that figure even less interesting to play with when i was it's like even on the show he's not really enthused to be there and then boom you know it's like they they at least made him a lot more I liked them on 2000X for a few reasons. Right. I did not like the Sean Connery, but I at least enjoyed <laughs> here he is. And right. he's a, at least in the mix, and he's an adventurous character there. But this really does make it, like, for the kids, it's going to be... It's going to be a fun he, dynamic. He almost... He has, like, that Frozone... Yeah, exactly. With, you know, like, something... And, and, and it's like, you know, there, there's going to be kids just holding their arms out, flying around their houses after the season. And and one's going to have the power sword. The other's just going to be flying around like this and being Stratos. And you you notice, uh, well, number one, I love that he dropped the heroic warrior title too. You know, that's that's the title. It's masters (laughs) of the universe. Hey, whatever. We'll we'll figure it out. Nothing set in stone. Um, Exactly. But I also noticed that, Stratos and Manny Faces seem to just be Stratos and Manny Faces. And I don't know where it occurs in the season, but it just feels like it's towards the end of it when, you know, He-Man's doing the all all power on me. 
The people sending him power are Ram Man, Battle Cat, Man-at-Arms, and Tila. So, and I know yeah. this is something we discussed when we talked about the, the first part, when it dropped. We were worried, okay, but if, you know, if we go along and now here's Stratos, and he transforms with the power of Grayskull. Now here's Cyclone, and he transforms with the power of Grayskull. Mm-hmm. Now here's, and we're like, where does it end? It actually yeah. feels like it's going to end here. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like those five are the power of Grayskull guys. And now mm-hmm. we're just getting other warriors, which is, which is interesting. So it'll be... It's it's a possibility. I I, I do feel like there is this... Keep it... Like, um, it, one of the themes of the first season was the found family aspect yes. of the Masters. And to me, it's like, that's... That makes more sense where it, it, you keep it within the family mm-hmm. and these new people that show up. Yes, they're needed. They're wanted to help and right. all that. But I don't know. Like, I was kind of hoping maybe they'd have a revise of Manny Face's origin on here. Right. But I'm also wondering with how many episodes they have, we might not even have time to do that. Maybe he's already this way. And he, the thing I like about it from the trailer is it looks like he's there to help Tila and Orko. Yes. So he's their muscle, you know? And I, I kind of dig that without He-Man, at least he could do the, the beast mode version of himself and mm-hmm. our monster version. I should say not the beast, mode. and, and he could at least be taking care of some business on his own with them. And then it looks like Stratos finds, uh, Adam and yep. Duncan and Cringer. And so that's kind of, they're going to unite the, the two of them plus have allies this time around. Exactly. And that, I'm digging that, but I also wouldn't say don't say it won't happen because who knows? We didn't expect no, yeah. Uh, like we had a feeling in the first season something was going to happen because we knew that the the characters looked different eventually. Mm-hmm. Through I, 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 there was a way that we knew that for, uh, either trailer, well, the first trailer, or something. Yeah, the first trailer yeah. showed their the both forms. That was not so. It wasn't kept secret, you know. The, in the in the case of this one. There is a part of me going, maybe there is something else that maybe. happens here. And, you know, or if not, it's still cool that these characters are now showing up and they're, right. they're, they're joining forces. That's what I'm saying. I actually, I like that there's going to be some variation. I, I hope that not, that's why I said at the end of the, our review was, I hope they're not just like every heroic warrior has the power of Grayskull. Sure. You know, we're sitting yeah. there. One episode is literally just them transforming because everyone's got to do their I have the power. You know? <laughs> they are. We're going to do an episode like 11.5. Now, now we're getting five into five minutes, we get a transformation. Now we're getting into Dragon Ball Z territory where we just yeah. spend a whole episode <laughs> them grunting at each other. So. Exactly. Um, but no, I'm excited. I, I will say I'm disappointed too because I really liked the idea of like Manny Faces. We could get like that original mini comic origin, and it would make sense yeah. in the series with Havoc and Grayskull and Robot, and like that would be awesome. So I was disappointed too when it when it really seemed like he was introducing himself and he had the ability already. So, mm-hmm. but we'll see how it plays out. I'll be interested. Yeah. I do think they'll explain it at least, though. I don't think that they'll just like Stratos. You can just have him show up, and he's from Avion. But I think yeah. Manny Faces, I think they're going to take a second, and I think they will come up with an explanation for him, and I'll be curious to, to see that. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to say, that, that that moment when he's like, you know, all power on me, mm-hmm. 
I think we'll see this. Probably. The, the, I'm holding up the powers of Grayskull He-Man again, where he's just translucent. Because I know when this yep. figure first leaked, everyone was like, oh, that's transforming He-Man, you know? Which, yeah. maybe it is supposed to be that representation, but... The toy came out, and he is labeled on the toy as Powers of Grayskull He-Man. And then we get that mm-hmm. scene where they're like, he's like, all power's on me. And you see the tattoos, you know, forming on him and everything. Yeah, the so, rooms. Yeah. So I think that I think we're actually going to see this He-Man. I think that, kind of like you said when we were talking about your play thoughts for your son was, this is yeah. literally going to be He-Man with all the power of Grayskull in him. Yeah. So... <laughs> It'll be interesting. I'm excited. I can't wait for March 3rd. So I, I, I think either. it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm curious to see where they go with it. I, I want to see the new additions. Yeah, my my kids are beyond pumped. And uh, one one moment, too, that they loved was uh, the Zor energy. Oh, yes, yes. Zor showing up and, like, diving through the, the, villain, uh, the, the evil uh, warriors and stuff. You mean... And I'm actually hoping... You mean the translucent yellow... Zor? Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. So I'm kind of <laughs> hoping that could be something, because we have a snake translucent playset. How about a yeah. Zor translucent playset? Yeah. That would be pretty sweet too, Mattel. Just give me Zor as a giant yellow fighting yeah. falcon. Like taking yeah. it back to where Zor is a bird, not yes. a sorceress. Like, yes. That's the thing about this show. For all the crap people give it about deviating... It pulls some stuff from the lore that's like, you guys at least paid attention and you're honoring some unusual aspects of the lore, which is refreshing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, real quick here, I want to read the rest of that, uh, uh, the Masters of the Universe details from that presentation I referenced earlier. Um, <clears throat> this is all quoted from that presentation. Uh, this property is hot again, far outpacing our expectations. Masters of the Universe Origin figures are a top 10 item in their category in the U.S. Exclusive collector products sold out in minutes. That's referring to the uh, MattelCreations.com office. Matsaki. <laughs> the Matsaki, the Translucent Orco. They did the, uh, the Fan Choice Triclops, the... Uh, the Sun Man, the, the PowerCon exclusive. And the Clear Skeletor. The Clear Skeletor, yeah, all yeah, that. All that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelation lit up original fans and collectors all over again. We just earned two coveted Toy of the Year 2022 award nominations. One for Action Figure of the Year and another for License of the Year. Uh, Masters of the Universe has great kid-targeted content via Netflix that will support with action figures and vehicles that feature all new, very cool power attacks based on the new series. Uh, And look out for our new Castle Grayskull, an awesome system of play update with incredible features like removable turrets with working projectiles, a mechanized drawbridge, power-up flames, a trigger-activated trapdoor, and 20 light and sound combinations. Uh, two of our biggest movie projects move into production this year, Barbie and Masters of the Universe. The Masters of the Mu- Universe movie will begin production this summer with rising talent Kyle Allen starring as He-Man. We are so fortunate to work with the talented Knee Brothers who are directing this project. Uh, 
Masters of the Universe live action film. I will believe it when I can buy my tickets. <laughs> That's always been your mantra, though. Yes. Because we've been doing this since 2003. Oh, he ripped him open. <laughs> I opened them. I couldn't resist. We've already been talking about this. Um, the one thing that this is the 8.5 inch uh, yeah. figure. And, added articulation. Um, there is added articulation. Whole, the, whole the, new uh, sculpt, really. I mean, it's right. Yeah. It's not just an upsized, upscaled no, no, version. It, it is a separate it, sculpt. Yes, because the 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 only thing about the five point five figures that I wish they would have done is this, where you could at least have yeah. the arms go up and down at the shoulder joint. They don't have that. It's all just right. like vintage no, or up, and, up down and down swivel, and that's it. But here you have the up and down on the shoulders. You also have the uh, articulation at the elbow. And you still have the pivot or the swivel here on the wrist. Mm -hmm. But ironically, the legs are identical to the other figure where all you have is the hips that will move. You don't have any ankle or knee uh, articulation. That's actually interesting because on the Manny faces, he does have the knee. I heard he does. Yeah. So I think that so, might be a running change that's coming, but he, it, my it He-Man does not. Me. So I yeah, don't think the, it, I don't think they'll ever do ankle on these being a kid's line. He, but that knee helps well, a lot. They they do the the only one that I have out of the ones I've opened that has the ankle and it's a swivel. It's not like a it's not a rocker or anything. It's Skeletor. Okay. His feet will at least swivel a little bit, but he doesn't have anything at the knee. He'll have it at the uh, at the hips, though. So, I mean, honestly, twelve do- bucks for this. Does he have uh, waist, though? Yes, he has the waist. Okay. It's not like the other. He, you can pose this right. That's what I'm saying. He actually because these have, to the others. These have power Those have attack. The, the swivel, yeah, and you are killing. <laughs> this is a power attack. Wham! No, exactly. <laughs> like I mean, that's filmation all over again. Um, I didn't so stop the re- one, I didn't stop the recording with that either. So that's impressive. <laughs> this one though, it will be able to be posed at least in some poses. Right. It's not going to be ultra articulated, but uh Masterverse is having uh, apparently there's going to be at least a yes. He-Man in that line. So you can count me in for that depending if they make them look like these right. and they give it more articulation. Um, but for, for being 12 bucks, so you're only talking two bucks, three bucks, depending on tax, more than a 5.5 figure. This is actually pretty sweet. I wanted to try it and no, yeah, I I love it. Details on it are great. And honestly, I'm going to try to get Skeletor before I go pick up my kids today. Now, uh, because they, they didn't have a Skeletor where I was. Hold up, hold up the, the five incher next to him. Just so people can kind of get the the scale there. So with their feet, I mean, he's okay. half the size of this figure. So yeah, he's he comes up to about his half, chest. Yeah, yeah. So, Father and son. It it all yeah. I mean, it all depends. Like these are still fun. These oh, yeah, are great. Yeah. 
but this well, one you could get into a few more poses yeah. than this one could. Yeah. He also the other thing and too, I would say, from an articulation, I would say he for can the also raise kids. his head a little bit more. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. So it's not a huge amount, but he can look up a little right. bit more. So if you want to do by the power of Grayskull, he could pull it off a little better than the uh, the the five point five. No, they look, he looks great for the younger kids. Definitely, the thing is, you're never they're they're not going to release the full line in there. They're not going to yeah. you know they'll release the heavy hitters. You're not going to get vehicles. Well, you're not going to get play sets. So I mean, that's kind no. of the the trade off. No. But those those are good like birthday presents. Like you know, you yeah, got, you got a nephew or something like not your kid, but like you know, oh he likes He Man. Let me get him this big figure. Like that's kind of stuff exactly. you always get from grandma. You know and. And this, especially if you have a five or a six year old kid, this is going to feel massive to them, right? Exactly. Of how huge, That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's big even in my own hand. And then plus you put in, I mean, I, I didn't rip out the sword because it's glued into the box, but right. I mean, the sword is about that big too. Sure. So I mean, geez, and I mean, they 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 are coming out with Stratos yep. and uh, Trapjaw pretty soon. Yep. So you're yep. going to have five figures for this one line, exactly. So. You know, like, I want Skeletor just because Skeletor looks awesome like this. Man, if I get, uh, Man at Arms, fine. If I don't, yeah, okay. You know, I, right. but I would love to get Trapjaw then when I find them because Trapjaw is one of my absolute favorites in the, the whole series. Absolutely. So. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, this, I, I am blown away how much I love this line. Yep. So. Yeah. And it sounds like, like I said, <laughs> it sounds like Mattel's happy with it. They're earning mm-hmm. award nominations, you know. They're scoring high in their categories for the animation on Netflix and everything. Like, you know, what more can you ask for at this point? It's and as long more as more episodes. Well, that's it. As long as <laughs> these, they keep hitting these. They keep hitting the top yeah. of their categories in animation. They keep getting these nominations. Like they're going to continue. And the longer they continue, the more stuff we're going to get. Maybe it not might not yeah. be for everybody, but you know. It, it, it will be for for somebody, you know. So, and maybe well, the, maybe the more we get, the more that might be up your alley if you're not happy with the current offerings. And that's at the end of the day, that's my hope is that everybody gets what they want out of this property. Exactly. The one thing I can say though is the two WalMarts that are within driving distance of my house yeah. do not have the five point five figures for this line. Wait, they're sold out. They're the sold only out. two figures. The only two figures on the pegs at one of them is just two He-Mans. That's it. Right. Target has the whole first wave, which yep. is how I got them last night. But if I go into a Walmart and see how few figures there are, and it's like the the eight-inch ones now are, are all that you yep. can find, and the uh, Ground Ripper one and stuff. And yeah, the, the vehicles. I'm like, yep. this is nuts. Yep. Like, th- this is how much people are eating this thing up. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I have no problem with that whatsoever, but it really does, that puts it into perspective for me. People are really after these things. And apparently the, the figure that is going to be one of those, everybody's going to have to pay a premium if you can't find him in the store is Prince Adam. I looked that up online. People want triple to quadruple what you'd pay for him in the store already. Well, that's because he's just coming out. Just coming out. Just coming exactly. Out. Yeah. I mean, same so. with, like, Manny Faces and Ram Man, I found, and Powers of Grace, I found my set, and I have not seen another yeah. set yet, because that's, actually, from what I hear, those actually hit to her, like, they shouldn't even be out yet. 
So I think it's the same uh, with Adam. I don't think Adam should technically be out there yet. So Gotcha. All right. Well, that makes more sense. But, yeah, and, and I, I really want to get an Adam now that I know he's out there. Because that's yes. really cool he did that, too. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so. All right. So last time, last episode, last Legends of Grayskull episode, we did do an off-world in between. If you guys like Galaxy Quest, go check that out. Um but last I grabbed Saz Hanna. You will be avenged. <laughs> um last episode we did the faking filmation uh Christmas surprise. That's how long it's been since we've recorded. Sorry, that was yeah. an awkward pause there. I'm gonna let you guys know I really thought I was about to sneeze, so that's why I was dragging that out. <laughs> I'm good though. I recovered. <laughs> Um, but as we were talking, we came up with the thought, well, you know, if James did his love letter to Filmation episode, pulling, you know, recycled footage and, you know, audio and all that, what if Yuka were to go do a Mike Young Productions episode in the same manner what would the storyline be? So, uh, Sean, you want to go first as to what your potential storyline would be? Um, uh, let's see. Oh, I can I, go first. It's up to you. Go, you can go first. I'm, I'm developing it as I'm kicking it around <laughs> in my head at the moment. So, okay. yes, that would help a little bit. Uh, mine's pretty simple, actually. Uh, but it'll be a lot of fun, and it'll be a nice homage to the Vintage series. I am going to actually do the Diamond Ray of Disappearance, and actually have, you know, we, we had that cameo in the beginning of Trust, I want to say it was, you know, where Skeletor's in the yeah. mountains, and... He finds a diamond ray of disappearance, but He-Man ends up destroying it. And that yeah. was kind of that wink and a nod. Well, I'd have Skeletor actually traveling back there, finding it, and repairing it. And then from there, it's, you know, Skeletor actually using the diamond ray to banish people to another dimension. Number one, you've already got audio of him saying diamond ray of disappearance. You know, easy mm-hmm. grab. After that, it's a simple stop Skeletor episode. You know, we got plenty of shots of Triclops working in his lab that, you know, repair the Diamond Ray. And then after that, you're literally making characters disappear. Like, we reuse the animation, except we just <laughs> edit them out of the scene. Right? <laughs> you do. That's that, true. Right. So you can actually go down and have Skeletor, like, marching on the palace and literally taking out... You could have... It'd be fun, too, because you'd get to see everybody for, like, one last time. Because you've had Cyclone launching at him. Boom! He's gone off the screen. You know, you have Stratos and Ram Man. Ram Man. And, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, and then He-Man's destroyed enough artifacts. We can easily pull some footage of him destroying something. And, you know, have it be the yeah. Diamond Ray instead. You know? And the Diamond Ray's all effects, basically. Like, it's, it's, it's palm-sized. So it'd be easy to kind of take the animation and add effects, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my, my work around it. Pretty simple idea. 
ripoff of a classic episode, absolutely, but I think I think quite doable, and it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, see, I went literally. Okay, how do we put Faker into two thousand X? He was never into because that's the thing. I mean, right. I, at least in filmation, we had Faker show up, even though he wasn't Faker right. for me as a kid. So I'm, I'm like, okay, we already did Faker, and it's like 2000X only had him for literally a blink and you miss it moment. So right. the way that I would like to do it actually is, uh, I'll, I'll go this route because yours actually was very, it, it, it was economical or whatever you want to call it, where it's like, okay, we're going to disappear people. That's all there is right. to it. This one, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's like this one for me is. I hated that they had Skeletor get basically eaten by Snake Mountain and him and, and all of his evil warriors getting sucked into the bowels of Snake Mountain while Hiss took over okay. for the second season. And we never got to see the whole him coming back and right. really doing anything. So the way that I would want to do the story is let's have it. That the snake men are out there. Maybe this is like before the snake men, the whole ending of the, that yeah. season or whatever. But all of a sudden there's this figure out there that keeps taking out snake men and the snake men are starting to tell stories of a warrior that now is gunning for them and they're starting to actually get a little freaked out by this. And what it turns out to be is Skeletor in the bowels of Grace or in the bowels of Snake Mountain has created Faker. With that bot, the the training bot that was right. there that Man at Arms uh, brought in for being He-Man, and I like the idea that this would be Skeletor doing the whole "f all y'all, I'm taking you out," and it it doesn't even have to be as long as it's something I created. He's going to go out while I'm trying to get out of here, you know. Like he okay. he sends him out, and he's taking out the Snake Men, and it's like yes, the whole ending of the season would happen, but you're getting the idea. Skeletor is out there still, and I even like at the end of the episode, like you could have the like uh, you have those sequences at the beginning of uh, Council of Evil where He Man's fighting all the, the evil warriors by himself. Yeah, well that could be Faker fighting Snake Man. Nice, and even the Masters going like, who is this? And all, and like at the very end of that, you have He Man standing there going. Who was that? And there's this idea that he sees who it is, and it looks like him, but it's blue and all this stuff. And you you'd have at the end of it him going Skeletor, and it's that they're leaving the door open because that wasn't the end of Skeletor. Oh, he's coming back. I like it because I, I hated that Skeletor never ever showed up up right. after that moment. So you do you, so you do an episode basically filling in what Skeletor has been up to during the yes. Snakeman time. And it's it's his and it's warning him. that he is coming back and he'll be more powered than they could possibly imagine, to quote Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, and it would actually lead into kind of the plans, you know, the loose plans for the next season, which involved him yes. using Faker. So, yes. Right, the it only the thing I would do just storyline-wise is I would actually leave the Masters out of it completely. Honestly. Like, yeah. have it just be Skeletor taking down Snakeman and kind of um, calibrating the robot, maybe like like mm-hmm. this is his testing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. at the end, 
Yeah, I'm picturing that scene, like you said. I'm picturing that scene with, with He-Man, but yeah, put Snake Men in instead, you know, different background. And then, like, at the end of that, when he's victorious, even have it where he's victorious, you know, because He-Man really technically didn't win there. He got saved. Mm-hmm. Have Faker win. All these Snake Men lying around, and Skelter's like, he's ready. It's time. Uh-huh, yeah. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I love that. I love that yeah. idea. A Skeletor episode, and, giving him what he's been doing and leading up to the potential third season that we're never going to get. The The other thing with that, too, is I almost would do what Origins did with Faker, where there's one out there, but then the last shot you see is Skeletor going, he's ready, and then he looks behind him, and there's lines of Fakers waiting, for, waiting to be activated. Right. And it, it's like... Then he has a force to be reckoned with, not only against the Snake Man, but against the Masters. And oh boy, you know, like that, that would be like a hell of an end. It'd be like, holy crap, he can do that? Yeah. He, ha- he hasn't been yes. sitting back and having mimosas, people. I he's actually, it. he's toiling in the, in the bowels of Snake Mountain. I yeah. love it. Yuka, get on it, man. We got two episodes <laughs> for you. We need you to make them. Have fun with that. <laughs> Diamond Ray of Disappearance and Test Run. <laughs> yeah. Skeletor's Summer Vacation? <laughs> <laughs> what I did on my summer vacation. Now. While he no rest for the wicked. <laughs> that would be kind of neat uh, to put that in there, too. Like some sort of dialogue. Like, you know, while He Man's busy with the Snake Man. I've got time to perfect my next plan. Like, even, mm-hmm. you know, really give it that credence of, no, he's not just sitting back. He's going like, hmm, actually, they're busy. Like, I yeah. have the time to really run these tests, get this robot where I need it to be. Like, mm-hmm. really, you know, I, for one, always thought that that season needed Skeletor jumping into the fray and maybe even teaming up with He-Man, you know, to take yeah. on the Snake Man. But honestly, now that you brought this up, I'm kind of liking this better, where Skelter's like, you know what? Let them figure it out. I'm going to prepare. So that way, as soon as they're, you know, they figure that out, I'm ready to take on either He-Man or King Hiss, whoever the winner is. You know? Yeah. That's a a neat angle to it that I hadn't personally thought of before, because I like my my heroic evil team-ups, even though they always end badly. So... (laughs) Well, the other thing, too, is he could save a farmer or something. And and the farmer would see Faker. Right. And then that would start the whole, he's a gar. And, you know, the, that would be like an undercurrent going into the third season, too, which I know that was something they wanted to pay off. There you have it. It just starts right on that episode, then. Nice. And it, it's like, those were the kind of episodes in 2000X that I always absolutely loved watching. So it, it just that little bit where it would turn something just enough for me to go, ooh, now what's going to happen? And then you got my attention. So Nice. I love it. Yuka, get off your butt. Get it done. <laughs> All right, Sean, I think it's your part of the show. All right. Well, I dropped the, uh, the questionnaire uh, post last night. We only got two, but these are pretty good ones for two. We're, we're not going to just go and... BS this one. So, Skelevator was the first uh, to respond. Welcome back, buddy. It's been a minute since you had a question. 
We missed you. You've been yeah. busy building mountains and zones. Yeah, he's he's creative to no end. I mean, oh, yeah. he cranks it out. Though. Great, great work. <laughs> he great does work. He does. I wish I could afford uh, this stuff. <laughs> we we at least have little tributes from him, and I'm happy with. Oh, I love his artwork too. Yes. The, uh, I would yes, love to get yes. one of his dioramas, though. Oh, my God. I, oh, no, I, I agree with you completely, but I'd be afraid of the shipping price oh. on that, too. That'd be the other thing. We'd have to take a Legends so, of Grayskull road trip. If I'm going to spend yeah. that much, I'm at least going to spend that much in gas <laughs> and take him out for a burger at the same time. At least. So he says, guys, you are both given an opportunity to work together to write and illustrate a comic miniseries based on one master's character trapped on Earth. Who is it? Why did you pick him or her? Why are they on Earth? On Obviously, Earth? your answers must differ from the from the 1987 film. One character? I had an idea of this. Well, I've got an idea, but the one the one character is bugging me. Go ahead, do yours. And I might cheat a little I, bit. I, for some reason, and and uh, they're not even a master's character technically, so maybe this isn't the best answer. But I had this idea of I wanted Adora to see Earth. That's a Adora's a master's character. I, I but I look at her as Princess of Power, but she is a She's master's, a master's character, character just by default, in my opinion. Yes. But yeah, her her going to Earth because it's like her getting to see the other side of her heritage for yeah. once. Um, why she would go there? Like, there is a part of me that that almost wants to play almost a Terminator sort of scenario where the Horde finds a way to go back in time and decides they're going to kill Marlena before she can oh, get to Eternia. Man. And so the, she has to stop the horde. She goes back in time and she's trying to protect her own mother from horde troopers and anyone else the horde's going to throw at them. And so that's why it's like, it's not technically like oh, you're not I, getting Skeletor and the evil warriors. I love it. But I like, I like the idea. She's going to find, you know, she's going to earth a place she's never been that I at least am aware of. And. She's there in the service of I have to protect my own mother before she can give birth to me and my my brother on Eternia. Yeah, yeah. And and she's still forsaking everything else, so it's not like she's going to change her future. She knows she's still going to go with the horde. She's going to get all that crap going on. But I almost like the idea that it would just be she's she's Kyle Reese coming back, having yeah. to at least you know defend her mother. Uh, when it. her mother's maybe a teenager or something, you know, sure, and sure. so that's my take at least. And and like how she gets there, I I would say well, she, you know, followed, she, has she to followed visit the attorney. Horde. The, the well, she followed the horde, yeah. or or if she was too late, she'd have to go to Grayskull and the sorceress hooks her up somehow or something. Nice. So that's much better than what I've been kicking around in my head. I'm not- <laughs> That was literally, I, I was, had that in my head last night, but I'm like, what is her adventure going to be? And I came up with it right then, and I'm like, I like that. That worked. It's it's an adventure with a, with high stakes. Honestly, right right off the bat, I just went to, um, like, a King Randor, Queen Marlena, uh, like, vacation, right? 
Like she take like okay. they find a way back she to takes- Earth. She takes him there. And honestly, I was going for more of like a, a Crocodile Dundee vibe. Where like Randor's, <laughs> Randor's the fish out of water. And she's yeah. like trying to teach him about like the Earth ways and Earth customs. And he's just uh-huh. like, you know, she's trying to get him to put on like, like you know, clothes. And he's like, no, I've got my cape. And, you know, like, why would I change? <laughs> and he's like going around Main Street like. <laughs> Mar- Marlena, sky's out. Thighs out. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's where I was initially going. Just like a light little comedy, you know, like uh-huh. fish out of water thing. Um, the other thing I thought of while you were talking is I'm actually going to go... Um, uh, take your pick, really. My mind went to Beastman, but... Basically, Skeletor gets angry at one of his evil warriors. I'm going to use Beastman for this, but it could really be any of them, um, depending on mm-hmm. what you wanted to hit there. Um, but he gets mad at them and he he banishes them. But he like he uses a spell and a portal and like banishes them, and they wind yeah. up on Earth, and they're actually really successful on Earth. Like they <laughs> they take over. Basically. I like it. And, right, they're like, without Skeletor, with my powers here, like, they overthrow the government, they, like, instill themselves as king, and then, like, the ending is, like, Skeletor, like, Beastman! He, like, opens the port, Beastman, get back here! We we need one of your animals! And he, like, takes him back <laughs> to Eternia. He's like, no, I did it! I did it, Skeletor! Yeah, whatever, get... Get me a rhino! I need a rhino! <laughs> you know? <laughs> Horrible impressions, I know, guys. But yeah, kind of th- kind of that, like... <laughs> no, I was actually... Like, he gets banished. He's, like, down on his luck in this strange world. But he actually ends up, like, instilling himself as ruler of the world, of Earth. Yeah. And But then Skeletor pulls him back, and he doesn't know how to get back again. <laughs> I like that. I... Because honestly, if you think about it, I mean, the amount of animals we have on Earth, he could probably do some damage. I oh, mean, yeah. I know Attorney is also full of animals, but he's also under the thumb of Skeletor. Right, right, time. right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> there well, you go, Skeletor. Great Skelevator. question. There's a couple of ideas uh, for you on that one. And then uh, MVP Jason Torrance. Jason! Thank you once again, Jason. Always good to hear from you. So he says, hey, guys, hope I'm not too late. My question is, if Netflix put you in charge of the live action movie, what would you make? uh, What would you make the plot? I would like a live action version of the Eternity War comic series. Looking forward to the podcast. It's always a must listen. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Jason. Once again. Absolutely. Jason, always a pleasure having you chime in. Um. God, I hope he goes to one of these cons that we're attending this year. Yeah. I would love to. I would, I would love to get him. I've met Skelly Vader. I'd love to get some more time with him, though, because our paths kind of didn't align until the last minute there at PowerCon last year. But I'd love mm-hmm. to meet all of our all of our fans, honestly. But, yeah, Jason, sure. Jason you're, getting, you're getting a special hug slash handshake, depending on your level of comfortability. With hugs <laughs> and or handshakes. Um... <laughs> First off, I do want to say, while I would love to see Eternity War, I don't want that to be the first movie. 
So, um, and actually, real quick here, I thought for the longest time that we were going to get animated movies of Eternity War because back during the time when DC was publishing those comics and everything, remember, they kept doing the DC direct-to-anime movies where they were adapting, like, all the new 52 stuff, like Justice League yeah. and some of the Batman stories, like... Like basically, they were they were wrapping a trade paperback and they were they were putting it into a movie, especially with the Justice League stuff. Um, yeah, and then so when DC came out with that Justice League Masters crossover, I thought that was going to be the first. I thought that was going to be a DC animated movie, and I thought that would kind of, like if that did well, I thought their plan was then to like do Eternity War and stuff. So. And I still kind of feel like that was probably an idea, um, but obviously it never came to fruition. But just during that time, the way they were cranking out those DC direct-to-DVDs, I thought that was kind of the whole thought there. So I am saddened to this day that we didn't get either an animated or live-action Eternity War. I would love to see it someday, but just me personally, that's that can't be this first Netflix movie, in my opinion. Sean, feel free to agree or disagree on that point. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, I completely agree with that because it, if you're doing a live action movie, you have to. It, this is my issue with Revelation to this day. It's you did not start it no. in the beginning. They so relied on whenever the... they relied on they relied on your your previous knowledge, mm-hmm. but then they showed you that your previous knowledge might not work with what they were telling. In this, it's like. Start from the from the ground up, right. establish your world, establish your rules, and then going forward, like the second movie would be perfect to do an Eternity War, where at least you're bringing in Adora and whatnot, and you could at least have the beginnings of that in the second movie, where you're seeing, oh crap, there's a bigger problem out here than just Skeletor, maybe. Yeah, I would. I personally would say that should be your second trilogy. Like, I think, I think that's like movie four territory maybe lay some groundwork in movie three at the most because i think everything pretty much set for a trilogy nowadays right any any big franchise so i think the first arc definitely needs to be he-man skeletor you know new hope empire jedi right like you you want you want your first movie to introduce your characters have them conflict and really wrap it up, because you don't know if you're getting that second movie. But usually mm-hmm. by the time you get greenlit that second movie, you're usually pretty secure in the fact that you're probably going to get a third. So that's the moment where you can kind of kind of leave that maybe a darker ending. Stakes are raised, right? I mean, you, yeah. same as you said at the beginning. And then your third movie is kind of wrapping up that arc. So I can mm-hmm. see movie three ending, you know, kind of before Eternity War started, right? We go back to Eternity War... Like, it started with that prelude, that miniseries, where He-Man, it looked like he actually defeated Skeletor for good. So, like, that third movie, then, would be your He-Man defeating Skeletor, and then your fourth movie starts with kind of that vacuum of, you know, maybe they're lulled into thinking that, you know, everything's good, we defeated Skeletor, Eternia saved, and then your fourth movie can start with, well, wait, there's something Mm -hmm. else out there. So, but that's just my thought. But that's that's how to get Eternity War into there. I want to see that kind 
of story, <coughs> but it's got to be earned first. So, mm-hmm. uh, bringing it back here, because, I mean, Sean and I can go all day on this. We can go, you know, four <laughs> hours. So, bring it back. Yeah. So, first movie, Sean, what do we need to see in this first movie here? What's what's our storyline? If, if I was doing it, I would want to do... I, I would want there to be familiar elements, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want it all to just be chapter and verse everything that you always knew it to be. Sure. So I, it's it's sort of similar to how this new show is doing it for me. It's like I I don't mind the idea. Like I, they already said in the synopsis for the actual Netflix one that Adam will find out he's a prince and all this stuff. I don't want to do that. I like yeah. the idea. Let's just keep it. Prince Adam is Prince Adam. Mm-hmm. He knows he's a prince. His father's Randor, his mother's Marlena. Okay. What what I would love to do is let's not do the Keldor thing. That's sure. very prevalent, but the thing is, it is it's almost like you're naming I, who the Joker is, you know? And in, I in that way. I, I don't want to see any origin for Skeletor in this. In this That's first movie. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I, but, but I'm saying not even like, you know, have him appear, have him rain havoc, you know, mm-hmm. but just leave it open. Maybe it is Keldor. Maybe it is a demon. Like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. we don't even need to address that here. Maybe down exactly. the road. But like here, we just have Skeletor. And, and real quick yeah. here, I'm just going to jump in on one of mine. I want this movie to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. I do not want, which we're probably going to get, I do not want, say it's a two-hour runtime. I don't want an hour and 45 minutes of Adam discovering his heritage and finding the sword and finding the castle. And then, oh, final battle. What are we going to do? Adam can't defeat him. Oh, he became He-Man. Yay. No. (laughs) I want this movie to start off. Adam has the sword. Adam knows how to become He-Man. Adam is He-Man. Skeletor is there. You know what I mean? If you want to do some flashbacks showing Adam getting the sword for the first time, I'm fine with that. But, like, I want that... Imagine you go to that theater, right? Opening credits roll, everything, blah, blah, blah. Your 20 freaking production house logos that need to be on before any movie nowadays. Instead of just the one that we used to have. Credits roll... Shot of the palace, truck into that window. Adam's awoken in the middle of the night by the sorceress. Something, you know, Skeletor's doing this. I'm on my way, sorceress. Grabs the sword by the power of Grayskull. Imagine you starting the movie like that. Mm hmm. Boom, he transforms to He Man. Boom, we're in a village. He's fighting Skeletor, Trapjaw, Evelyn, Beast Man. That battle's decided. Well, what were they after? I don't know. They got away with something. And that sets up your plot line of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because that is... Number one, it's so different than anything we get nowadays. First superhero movie nowadays is always... We meet them. They're depowered. They find out about their destiny. They work to achieve their destiny. And we get ten minutes of the hero finally at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. If this movie hits the ground running, it's going to blow my mind. 
And I, 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 that's what I want to see. I want to see action, adventure, and and don't waste a ton of time on the origins. You know, but yeah, go mm-hmm. into you know go into the movie and you know have little flashbacks like of him getting the power sword of him first. Beca- that's fine. Like explain it, but I don't need it to follow that same formula that we've been seeing on every superhero movie. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I know I got worked. That up. works. So no, no, it's fine. I mean, like I, I'm the sort where I, I still to this day I want a Lord of the Rings. It every time I think of how I want to see the first ever He-Man movie for some reason, and 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 so by that I don't mean that you have to spend hours on the history, but right. you can have these these moments, these glimpses and a narration by the sorceress that explains the sword at least, you know, you get into a little bit of that and and before you get the main title hit, you know, or whatever but but the way that I'd love to see it personally is I I guess it would almost be like a 2000X version of it, which I'm not trying to go completely 2000X but I like the idea that Eternia would not be in a situation where they've had to go up again. Like it's, it's similar to 2000 X where Adam says, you know, my, my dad and the masters put Skeletor away years ago. So it's almost the idea that Adam doesn't take this seriously for the simple fact that they've never had anything on Eternia that they couldn't stop up until this moment. And that's when the portal opens that crack within the reality that brings across the demon from yeah, uh, Despondos in there, you know, or, or uh, not Despondos? What is it? Um, Infinitia. Infin, yeah, Infinita, or however you want to say it. And I love the idea that when when Skeletor arrives, it's something they've never come up against before. So he's just like Sauron, where he's just wrecking shit, and he's just going full bore. And Adam, when this is over, Adam doesn't know if he has a father and a mother ever again. Like he's he's disconnected. The, the royal palace is in flames. Things are not what they were for this kid. You know, this kid, and it's literally the boy becoming a man. I don't want right. to take the rest of the movie to get him to He-Man. Right. I think, I think shortly after that, it is the whole, like, it, there is like a Wizard of Oz aspect where he, it, Adam would end up, uh, running into Orko. There mm-hmm. would be Cringer. Yes. Probably Tila and Man at Arms. Those are those are your core heroes for this for the time being. Absolutely, and they're the ones that it's like when Man at Arms finds Adam, he's like, "We got to get you to Grayskull," and him like, "What? What are you talking?" And it's like maybe Tila along the way, maybe she does something else that that it's like Man at Arms, Orko, and Cringer are the ones getting him there. They're like Sam getting Frodo up Mount Doom. Yeah. And, and like Tila's off doing something else to try to defend something at that moment. They get him into Grayskull. He gets the sword and suddenly, you know, I'd say probably halfway through the movie, you hear by the power of Grayskull for the first time. And then at, I like the idea that it's him figuring out this power in the battles he goes through. By the end of it, he's formative enough with it. That when he goes head to head against something that's a demon from another dimension, yeah. that's literally hell incarnate coming for Eternia, he's like, "I got this," and and the rest of the masters back off, and it's like one on one mano a mano, and it is uh, in in He Man's case, 
it's my planet is on the line and also the the potential of my parents are gone because you're here and there's right. elements of that now i would not have randor and marlena die but i would definitely have it that adam does not know their right. They're status off the table. because he's yeah he's pulled in a whole different direction and going through all this stuff to get a power source that can fight something of that magnitude but at the same time at the end he'd be reunited with them and then you'd have that core family but it would be in a way where like i i like that it would be more revelation where at the end of it randor would look at adam and he'd see the man not the boy because of what he went through for this one story and it would be that moment where he sees his son in a favorable way for the first time and then from there you have a an interesting dynamic with the family going forward maybe Marlena finds out it's him in that first movie. Yeah. And then through the next movies, it leads to Randor knowing who he is that eventually or something, because I do like letting him in on that. Now that we saw it in revelation. I really liked how they handled that. Yeah. So that would be mine. I mean, it would, it would not be in the right. res. Here's this adventure. And I think there is something to be said about doing a story like that, because at least you're just dropped into it and you just go yeah. and you're, you don't have time to even worry about the history. You just go and you're, you're learning as you go, which is sometimes really fun too. Right. But I, I've always liked the mystical parts of it and the yeah. mythical parts of it. And I feel like that story you could build in Yours? those moments and have it become something at the end where it's epic, where the showdown happens. Yeah. And no, all bets are off. Here's you know? definitely follows a little bit more of kind of the primary formula, but you are spicing it up. Um, I think that that's a big thing. Like I said, I, I'm so worried that we're only going to get him achieving his origin in like the last, you know, portion of the movie. And it's like, you know, because I want to see the changing back and forth. I want the secret identity, you know, at least for this first trilogy. You know, I want him to be, you know, trying to protect them, keep them in the dark, you know. Marlena hints that she knows. Cringer knows. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And then, honestly, probably the third movie is when I would start, I would probably have the secret revealed. And that's kind of like his, you know, third movie, do or die moment. Like, yeah. I've got to try and stop Skeletor once and for all. Maybe Skeletor has the power sword at that point. So that's the only way I can win this is to reveal myself. You know, mm-hmm. and by that time it's earned. Because I know, mm-hmm. I know everybody gets on me like, "Oh, you, you want the secret identity, you know, forever." No, I don't want the secret identity forever. But to me, the impact. Now, Grant, I like the new CGI cartoon. I like where they're going. But like, the impact of losing a secret identity can be a huge moment. It wasn't in the new CGI He Man because it never existed. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, even even kind of in Eternity War and Revelation, like, I know we're supposed to build on the stuff we had, but it's still, like, first episode, right? First couple issues of that comic, everybody knows. But if you go two and a half movies, you know, almost three movies, following these characters and go through all these great lengths to do what he can to keep his relatives, friends, family safe... It's a lot bigger of a punch when he finally transforms in front of everybody or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I want that moment to be earned. 
So I want to keep the secret identity the first movie. Basically, I just want some good action adventure. You know, keep keep it simple. Have I probably honestly have Orko showing up towards the beginning of the movie, and like he stumbles upon Adam's secret. All right, so then Adam's like, "All right, you know." You got you got to be cool, dude. Like we gotta, you know, and that's how you kind of go back to. Because I do, I do think they should pepper in some origin for He Man, Adam, the Power Sword, and that, and that would kind of do it. So we hit the ground running, you know, Adam or He Man versus Skeletor, but then we got Orko coming in as 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 you know, like he just came from Trala, and he kind of mm-hmm. works his way in the inner circle here. On accident, which is perfectly Orko, it, it, yeah. it kind of disrupts their their backstory, but I think in a good way because then Orko is actually the viewer's eyes into this world. You know, he's come to Eternia, his magic doesn't work right, and it gives you that that audience entry point as to why Adam would be sitting there going, "Yeah, and this is how it came to be," and that's where you get Skeletor coming from. Infinitia, you get Adam getting the power sword, and it's told in these flashbacks. So that mm-hmm. way, we're not bogged down with it. Like that's not. Grant, yours sounds like a great movie, but the origin is the point of the first movie. Whereas I would mm-hmm. love them to sidestep that and have it be like, "Here's the origin," but at the same time, like we're racing to stop Skeletor from, you know, getting getting the jewels of doom. You know, and then he'll be able to, mm-hmm. you know, destroy, uh, you know, he'll be able to pierce the jawbridge or whatever. Have him finding the, uh, chasing down the ramstone, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And so basically you just got your your simple quest adventure. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you're they're catching Orko up on the way Eternia works, the origins and all that. So you kind of get all of it. But also at a breakneck speed where it's like, hey, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta stop him. You've got Adam transforming back and forth. Um, yeah. Basically just a good old-fashioned filmation episode on the big screen with, with a bit more depth and heart and, a- and action. Have some real stakes. I don't mind if a master dies. You know, if that's, if it's written well. Um, obviously I want the first movie to kind of focus on the core group, like you said, Man Arms, Tila, he-Man, Cringer, Orko. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see some other warriors and stuff. Um, and then, you know, spitballing, because I really think that this needs to be made with the trilogy in mind. Because I think otherwise it's going to suffer if it does end up getting more movies. So I'd like to see some other warriors. And then, like, movie two, right? Like, that's kind of the Dark Times movie. It, it should be. That's the point in your saga. So then, like, maybe we get multiple teams. There's a bigger threat. You know, Skeletor's done something. So then you've got, like, uh, you know, three split into three teams. You know, the heroes get split up. He-Man's got Cyclone and Stratos. Tila's got Ram Man and Buzz Off. You know, Man-at-Arms heads off with, uh, with Manny Faces and uh, Extendar. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, now we've got our groups working together. And because in my mind, the second movie is going to lead right into the third movie. So you don't have to worry about ramping stuff up as much. You know what I mean? It gives you a little bit more time. We've already dealt with the origins. We know the world. Now the second movie is just kind of, all right, now we're divided. You know, 
Skeletor's got more evil warriors. So we've got to break into teams. We're working together. And at the end, some bad stuff happens. You know. That's probably mm-hmm. when I'd put my Randor and Marlena capture. Skeletor takes over the palace. Maybe when Skeletor takes over Grayskull. Adam's lost the power sword. Like, that's kind of my second movie type of stuff mm-hmm. there. And then leading into the third where everybody joins back together and defeats evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like the first one has to have a simple story. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's just gotta be. Way, yeah, yeah. Like, either, either, like you said, like questing, because basically, it, most episodes of The Mandalorian are digestible that way because they're a quest. Each episode, he's questing to do this to get to the next episode that he, he needs to do this and all right. that kind of stuff. And, that's a pretty accessible show for anybody who isn't even into Star Wars hardcore, like like tons of people are nowadays. But for me, who I'm a casual person, I could still really get sucked into yep. that show because it is like the the things about that show are not exclusively Star Wars in the themes that make me want to watch it. Right, and that's what the whole thing with this to me is. It's like um, for me, the the first movie has to feel. The best way I can describe it would be it would have to feel Captain America to me. And that, by that I mean anytime He-Man, anytime Adam becomes He-Man, you still got to see Adam deep down in there. Yes. You got to, like, you always see that runt of a, of a guy, Steve Rogers, before the super soldier serum every time you look at Steve as Captain America. So if they can establish that, establish his personality and establish why he does the, what he does in order to subvert expectations of Adam to then play the hero as He-Man, yep. but really deep down across the board, he has the best interest of his family, his friends, and his his planet, and, and at the heart of everything he, he does. That's the main thing, and so Absolutely. that's why, in my opinion, the story has to be something simple, where it's, it, like, it, that's why for me, like, I look at it almost as uh, a New Hope for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, a New Hope is right. a flat-out adventure movie in space, and that's kind of the way I, I, I would want to almost feel this working because it takes you along. Like you say, it works with what you're talking about. It, it yeah, exactly. Friends. Here we go. It, it, we're, like, wh- who's on this, who's on this uh, shuttle? We don't know. Oh, it's a princess. Oh, yep. here's this guy that's dressed in all black. Obviously, he's the bad guy. Right. You know, and, and we go from there, and it, it's got that kind of vibe to it. And yep. that's that's all. It, we like need. at the end, at the end of the day, I feel like Adam has to be Luke Skywalker. He has to have those ideals. Yep. But I also like that he's never let on those ideals until this event happened to make him go. Shit, I gotta, yep. I gotta step up here. Exactly. So, keep it, keep it yeah. simple because. Uh, Keep it simple, but plan for the trilogy. Because we've seen mm-hmm. both happen, where like a movie comes out and it's so it's setting up the sequels, but it does that so much that it's not a good movie, and so then the sequels never get greenlit. So you're just left with all these threads that never come to anything. But uh, you know, so you you've got to introduce the world, you the the play the major players, the powers, the mm-hmm. properties, you know. Mm-hmm. Keep it yeah. simple, but then you can leave a couple threads here, and then the, your sequels are where you explore them. So ha- have a game it, plan. I hope the Knee Brothers yeah. have a game plan, because we've seen too much come out, and not just Masters-related, but 
the Hazard Masters related stuff come out that you can just tell like, hey, we started this, we don't know how we're finishing it, and we finished it. Like, it, yeah. you, you read it that way, and you can tell that something's exactly. off about it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, go ahead. You're just lucky that I wasn't being a bastard and going to say, well, we have to find the halves of the power sword first. Because I was thinking that. I, I could but, uh, see them doing that, honestly. That, that falls into that, right? That formula that, here's our hero. We learn who he is. Here's our villain. We learn his tragic backstory. Yeah. Now the hero's got to do this, this, and this. Like collect two halves of the power sword. Find the hidden location of Castle Grayskull. Enter the castle. Oh, and now we're, we got 15 minutes left. Yeah, go ahead and have him transform. You mm-hmm. know? So, um, yeah, I kind of think that's where they're going to go with it, honestly. Yeah, well, I, the thing I was going to say, because you're talking your sequels, and I, I'll end it on this because I haven't gone too far into that in my head, but I'm actually thinking that at the end of this one, the sword gets broken. The first one. The I would want movie? to see the sword. Yeah, the reason being is then the second one is him having to dig deep and prove why he should be wielding that after the first time he wielded it. Because it, it, they always have that storyline... Even in the new one, they have oh, it, yeah, you know, yeah. no king and attorney ever felt like they were they were worthy of wielding that power. And here you are doing that and, and and protecting us. And I almost like the idea that that's how Skeletor gets him in the end because he can't. Fight. It's that whole demon thing, you know. It's, yeah, he's he's tapped into some power that we nobody's ever come up against. And I almost like the idea that he wins, but barely. Yeah, and when he does win. The sword ends up getting broken, and the second movie is now him on the quest to restore the power sword again. And it's him, not Teeler, so we don't have to deal with all those people <laughs> again like the, the other thing. But but having it be him and it being almost like this journey yeah. and understanding the character a little bit more fleshed out than the first movie could do it. You know? I, I, I agree with the moment, absolutely. I love the idea. For me personally, that would either be the end of my second movie, you know, where all the chips are down, Skelter's conquered Grayskull, yeah. and Adam's sitting here with a broken sword, you know? Mm-hmm. And then third movie is same beats, right? Like, that's an awesome yeah. story. Like, I have to prove that I can wield this. I've got to restore the power. Or even um, put it at the, the end of my third movie to where... You know, he defeats Skeletor, but the sword gets broken in the process. But, like, it's almost like I'm at peace with it because we'd stop Skeletor. Eternia is at peace now. And mm-hmm. then that would actually give you a reason for, you know, in the fourth movie when the Horde come, it's like, oh, shit, I don't have the power sword even. Like, and it, mm-hmm. it, it kind of gives another reason why Hordak's able to come in and take over, like... You know, Eternia is missing its greatest champion, and then that fourth movie is kind of like, I gotta, I gotta tap back into the power. I gotta fix the sword and follow the same beats. Like I've got to prove that I can still save this world. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I could see that working well in a couple of places. Um, yeah, honestly, I felt the CGI show did it a little soon. To be honest with you, I liked it, but I was, I was like, really, you went there already? Um, so yeah, I liked it uh, for for what they did with it. I liked right. that 
then it also now it powers up like dual power up yes. because of that. It was that galvanizing so moment that they that. needed. Yes. Yes. So they needed that moment and I liked it for that reason. I agree with you to an extent though. It was like, wow, they went there on the yeah. first season, but it, it, it was like they, that moment yeah. was they were at a low moment. The fact that it happened, I'm like, all right, I can accept that. It at was, least. but if they do it again, it was that's where it's like, no, yeah. no more cop outs. It was <laughs> it was needed there for the story. Yeah. Like I I don't disagree. Sorry if I phrase that wrong. Like it surprised me they went there that quickly, but for that storyline, it had to happen there. That's what they needed. Yeah. But yeah, Agreed. like but now they used it. I agree. Once you use it, like you don't break the sword twice. That's yeah. that's too, it's like oh that thing just gets broken every other week. Awesome. You know? <laughs> it's the it's the battle cat syndrome from two thousand X. Yeah, he's gonna get knocked out about here. Here it is. Made in Upward. China. Oh, <laughs> all the best stuffs from in Japan, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there you go, Jason. I hope we answered your question somewhere in there. I think we did a. I think we did a lot of answering there. I think we hit his question. Um, I no. I, I we got we, we got right. we got big ideas. Those were some. Oh my god! Hopefully, do, do we have more questions? I hope not, because those were freaking needy. That, that was it. And okay, that's good. Why when I saw Woo. them, I'm like, these are going to definitely be enough for this one episode. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you, Skelevator. Thank you, Jason, for that. That. I mean, geez. Anytime we get to talk live action movie and what we would like to see, that always ends up becoming a rabbit hole. It's just that simple. Absolutely. I think every Masters fan has that in their head ever since probably 1983. or Well, I'd say after 1987, now that we know what they did with a live sure. action movie to begin with. So. Alrighty. Sean, <clears throat> take us into the weekend. Oh, boy. All right. Well... Smash that like button. Ring that subscribe bell. Make comments. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Go on iTunes and rate us with the star system on there. Drop a review. Uh, Podomatic. All of your podcast apps. Go up there and put reviews on there. Because it's been a while since we got to read a new review, to be honest. And we appreciate the reviews we had so far. Join us on Facebook, Legends of Grayskull podcast group, where we like to throw up some news every now and then. We throw all sorts of, uh, like, that's where you get the comments, questions, and geekdoms uh, posts that I do right before we're going to film an episode. So that way, if you have your own questions or geekdom like Skelevator and Jason this episode, you can definitely join in and have us sit here and rack our brains on how we can answer this for people. Uh, and... Let's see. I think that's everything. Yeah. Join us on Patreon, by the way. We're, we're going to be working that out as well. Uh, now that the new year has hit, we're going to be uh, doing content on there. And until next time. Until next time, guys. We have the power. Oh, come on. Oh!